I was really striving for that balance of keeping the business alive, keeping myself alive in terms of who I was as a person. And, and then also being this really nurturing, conscious, present mum that I wanted to be. And I think I had to almost redefine balance as almost contentment and finding moments where I was just so purely content with what I had and truly appreciating and being grateful for that, knowing that other moments of our life are going to be more chaotic or more busy or, you know, so it was almost like appreciating those slower, more content moments where I would get a few hours of work each day, but I'd get a full day with my daughter and then maybe I'd get a dinner date with a girlfriend and, you know, Saturday night on the couch with my husband where our daughter didn't, you know, wake up or something like that. You know, that became my balance or that became my contentment of I've got a little bit of everything right now, but also knowing that it's not always going to be like that and that's okay. Welcome to The Balance Theory, a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define, but own your own definition of balance. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hey, balancers, and welcome back to another episode of The Balance Theory podcast. I just want to kick off today's pod by wishing a very happy Mother's Day to any mamas listening out there and a special mention to my own beautiful mama who I know is listening to this right now. Very fitting, and I couldn't have planned it better myself. Today, we actually have a beautiful mama on the podcast. I am joined by Madeline Carafa, who is not only a mama, but she's also the creator and host of The Healthy Hustlers, a podcast you guys may or may not have heard of. But if you haven't checked it out, I strongly suggest you add it to your favorites for your weekly listens, as that one is a leading health and well-being podcast in Australia and basically is a series of healthy conversations with some of the most inspiring and influential people in the health and well-being industry. It's one I always turn to to just listen to a really insightful and raw conversation. So if you get a lot out of today's episode, you're going to absolutely love the podcast. So like lots of you listening, Madeline did start out in a corporate nine to five. However, after many years of climbing the never ending corporate ladder, she waved goodbye to that job title and salary that she once thought defined her success and embarked on a life full of good health, nourishing conversations and a career that actually fulfills her soul. She's now mama to daughter, Georgia Florence, and she has a holistic view on health with the belief that a happy mindset creates a healthy life. And through a lot of storytelling today, we're going to dive into a lot of her core beliefs, spiritual practices and general outlook on how to have a healthy hustle, which absolutely seems to feel like the balance theory flavor of the month. So I'm just going to rattle off two hypothetical people. And if you identify with either of these, then you are going to get so much out of today's episode. And I'm so excited for you. So the first is you're either someone who has a really demanding job. So you spend a lot, a lot of time in your actual job, um, or maybe you have your own business. And so physically that, that demands a lot from you in terms of your time. And you really want to create more space for yourself, for your self-care, and just to do some more things that you want to do. That's one basket of people. The second is maybe you're currently in a role or, or doing a job that you're not fully in tune with. Now, that's not to say everyone needs to have a job that they're obsessed with, because I think that's not always feasible. However, if there is something else that you want and you just have that feeling that you want to be doing something more or different to pursue something that you're really passionate about, then tighten your seatbelt because this one's also for you. Now, if you don't fit into either of these baskets, you're still going to get a lot out of today's episode. But the reason I've highlighted those two specific categories is because Madeline and I actually go through a little bit of a Q&A where we talk about strategies on how those two types of individuals can start actually either making more space or taking steps towards their passion. So I tried to make this one as practical as possible because I think it's all well and good to listen to people's suggestions and opinions and thoughts. But if we don't know how to apply them practically or we can't see steps on how we can actually do that ourselves often we just hear these things and that's it they stay on your apple podcast app and never get integrated into your life so i hope you guys get a lot out of that segment that's more towards the end but between then and now you can expect a little bit of a history as to how madeline actually came up with the healthy hustlers podcast and concept And in and amongst that is her transition from corporate into her passion job, which I found super interesting. 
as this is a journey I would love to embark on myself. So that's not, it's not actually something I've shared a lot on the podcast, but I would love to full-time be working in my side business, which is ES Fit. For those of you who haven't heard me ramble on about it on other episodes um, and maybe do podcasting full-time, who knows, still early days. But that's why I love that this specific chat, it's always really cool to hear how other people have done it. And it kind of gives me that, well, if that person did it, then I can probably do it too. It's a nice little driver. We also chat about struggling with burnout, why we need to create awareness in our lives and why that's actually important before you even start thinking about making space for yourself. Once we get the awareness bit right and down pat, we can actually then talk about how to create space. So this is all a little bit of a cycle that we go through together today. We also talk about how to work out what lights you up. So I've actually received so many messages from some of you who ask, you know, like, how do I know what I'm passionate about? How do I know what I enjoy? So we actually talk a little bit about that. We speak about when juggling a lot of balls, working out or distinguishing which ones are glass and which ones are plastic, which I love because it gives you that flexibility that you can drop some at some point. It's just identifying which ones will survive and which ones won't. Of course, how to make the hustle healthy, getting over that guilty feeling for your self-care, finding your purpose, and lastly, creating awareness around what's serving you and what's not. I know you guys are going to get so much out of today's pod. So get open your notes or your notepad if that's your vibe. Because even when I went back and did all my editing, I just took away so much more the second time around as well. Feel free to share this with a friend or family member who you think might enjoy it. Knowledge is so much more powerful when it's shared. Take a screenshot, tag myself and Madeline. Let us know what your biggest takeaways were. And I can't wait to hear all your thoughts on today's podcast. Let's dive straight in. Wonderful. Madeline, welcome to the Balance Theory Podcast. It's such an honor to have you on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Likewise. And as I mentioned to you off air, I've got downstairs doing renovations. So if anyone hears any random hammering or tapping throughout the podcast, that's what it is. But I think they're going to hold off until the end of our show, which is really nice of them. (laughs) That is. I'm glad we could make it work. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the whole uh, reason I guess I was drawn to your podcast to start off with was actually the title, The Healthy Hustlers. I love that. I think it's genius. I think it speaks to so much of what I'm trying to do with, with our podcast as well in terms of achieving balance and bringing like elements of healthiness into the busyness of our day-to-day lives. And so I would love to know, how did the inspiration for The Healthy Hustlers come about and what does it actually mean for people who may not have come across your podcast yet? Yeah, of course. Um, well, firstly, I love that you love the name. It's um, it's so funny. It's actually something that's really worked in my favor in the podcast space because a lot of people have said to me, they've just jumped on the podcast app and typed in healthy and mine's popped up. And I was like, oh, okay, that's awesome. I, it was totally unintended. Um, <laughs> a bit of a natural SEO there. <laughs> yeah, literally. I know. And so unintended. But now that's whenever people ask me for podcast advice, when they're starting out, I always say, well, be really smart with your name because it'll actually get you some listeners. Um, but I think for me, so I actually have a corporate background. I was in, in marketing. Um, I was working, my first job was, uh, at a large global fashion retailer and I was there for about four and a half years and very quickly, I guess, kind of climbing that corporate ladder. So started as an events assistant, moved into a marketing coordinator role, and then soon into a marketing, uh, an events management role, um, And that was kind of over the the four and a half years. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it was, but it was hardcore hustle. You know, it was very reactive environment. I was on all the time. I was traveling a lot. And as a result, you know, work was my be all and end all. You know, it's all that kind of, all I had. I didn't have time for a social life or, you know, a really nourishing relationship with my partner or anything like that. It was just work. Um, and that was it. And it fueled my soul for a while, but I guess over time I started to really struggle with burnout. And every time I would go away on a work trip was, which was at least once a month, I would come back and be ridiculously sick for two or three days. Um, But at that time, I was actually working with a lot of the ambassadors of part of the company who were really, I guess, high profile people, and they were all at the top of their game. And somehow, I would just watch them and think, you know, they're always able to show up, they're always able to perform at this level. And their life is a hell of a lot busier than mine. So what is it that I'm doing so wrong? um, You know, that I am constantly struggling with this burnout. And so I guess it was just a bit of 
observation over time I was watching them and getting really intrigued and my husband's I like to say he was the OG healthy hustler he's always been um (laughs) he's very entrepreneurial had businesses since he was young but he's always prioritized his health and so I think it was just a combination of that and then I started to realize well you know my life is so out of sync you know every other facet of my life except my career is at an all-time low so maybe I need to take a step back and really start prioritizing this so you know I just started doing little things um, like meditation eating healthy um, you know a few of those making a bit more time for me and there was amazing results which was pretty cool and all of a sudden I started to think oh my goodness there's actually something in this and it over time became a bit of an obsession to be honest I ended up literally quitting that job because I realized that it actually wasn't fueling my soul at all it was knocking a lot of my confidence um, it wasn't giving me the space to be healthy and so I got a job back in Melbourne and it was just I think during that time I created space and I think space is a really important piece in anything in your life if you are trying to find balance or you know you want that next thing or you know for me I always had this I guess inner knowing that I was here for something more but what I realize now I wasn't giving myself the space for that to actually happen in my life so the Healthy Hustlers honestly came about because I was prioritizing my health. As a result, I was walking to work every day. I had an hour to think, to be a little bit more creative. And the name, and I know this will sound really woo-woo to some people, but the only way I can honestly describe it is that it was a download from the universe. I literally was walking through the Botanical Gardens. I'll never forget it. And I was just really thinking about all the things that I missed in my life, like from a work perspective, what were my strengths? What really lit me up? And then all of a sudden it just like dropped into my head. You need to do a podcast. And the name is The Healthy Hustlers. Like it was so weird. And that's the only way I can describe it to you. And I called a girl, I started originally with a girlfriend. I called her and I was like, oh my God, I've just had this idea. Like I want to interview people like, you know, that are at the top of their game and find out their healthy habits. And, you know, it could be called the healthy hustlers because they're all healthy, but they're still hustling. And it just, yeah, went from there. So that was a really long winded answer, but it was definitely, I think, came from a place of creating space in my life for an opportunity like that to be given to me, you know, for the universe to actually say to me, okay, you're ready now to step up and to give this your best. I love that so much. And there's there's so many bits in there I want to dive into, but I think the most important thing there is like you acknowledge that you were at a point where other areas of your balance are being totally neglected. And so just to give everyone who maybe hasn't listened to our podcast before, the whole concept of the balance theory is that you've got your health, you've got your relationships and you've got your area of fulfillment. So that, you know, because I called it fulfillment instead of career, because I feel like you've got full-time mums, for example, who don't work and they don't necessarily always fit the work slash career box. Um, So that's why I've called that one fulfillment. So in your life, you will categorize or prioritize parts of you to each of those areas in different elements. But I think you have to have, some eggs in each of those baskets at all times. So it sounds like from back in your marketing days, you were kind of all in your fulfillment area and nothing in the other areas. And I think that that's when we often lean into burnout. And what you said about every time you went on a work trip, you came back sick. That was literally me when I was studying, when I was going through law school, I was like the second exams were over and I had that two, two, four week break. I was sick as, you know, it was like, I just gave yeah. my body that space and it just rushed to like process everything. It should have been processing ongoingly. So I think like the Definitely. biggest takeaway from everything you've said there is creating that space. And mm. I know we're going to go into some specific scenarios, but for anyone listening now who might resonate, you know, they, they might be that law student who's just pumping out their work, or they may be like, working in in a corporate job nine to five and they feel like they really just don't have that space what do you think is the simplest thing they can start with to just get that happening and and sort of because that's the only really way you can listen to yourself right definitely a 100 you know and I think I think before this creating the space the awareness needs to come you know as I as I said I become aware that I was lacking in every other aspect of my life so you know there's so many different exercises you can do but even just sitting with yourself for a moment and actually assessing how you feel about all of those different baskets in your life you know and I I love that you call it fulfillment because you know for me now 
primarily my full-time job is being a mum. So my job now is actually my fulfillment. Like I am so driven by when I'm working. So I love that you, that you call it that, but I think, you know, I, I still try to sit back and have those moments of, okay, what's lacking? What, what area am I lacking in? Is it in your social life? You know, have you, especially after last year, are you lacking there? Is it in your relationships with your friends? Are you not having those kind of real conversations? Is it in your career? And really being honest with yourself. And I think that that's, as soon as you bring that awareness, you can then start to create space or to, to work on that area. So if it's in your social life, you might not be going out as much as you'd like or maybe you're going out too much like either either you can kind of once you have that awareness you can bring it back and make those changes but I think for actually creating space from a creative perspective you know mine was always from a creative special space and to be able to really tap into my intuition like I said I always knew I was here for something more I just needed to be able to actually tap into that and that you know when I refer to the universe or whatever at the end of the day that's just my that's my intuition. That's, that's having strengthening that. So I definitely think, you know, for me, and I know it's not for everyone, but meditation was probably the most powerful thing. And I did start really slow. I literally just put guided meditations on at night to go to sleep. And then over time I saw the impact of that was having. And so then I was more open to doing it during the day. Like now I would never start a work day without usually doing a meditation and and pulling an angel card, you know, an Oracle card. And so I think, you know, Find something that works for you. Meditation might not. It might be a walk in nature, you know, or your local park or down the beach without music on, like just for your mind to have time to pause and to think and to tune into your body. Um, I think another beautiful one, if you are going to just start it slow with a walk or something, which is so powerful, like don't underestimate the power in that. But if there's no music on, like even just feeling your body when you walk, like your feet on the the pavement or the beach, the wind in your face, like what sounds are around you really just, that's what I mean by creating space. And over time by prioritizing that and by doing that, you're actually just going to strengthen that relationship with your intuition. And you're going to be able to actually start to hear and feel those messages come through. Um, it's definitely a work in progress. Like don't expect yeah. to just do it once and you're going to have all the answers. You know, this, I'm talking, this was for me, what, six years ago, um, whether now I can honestly say that I'm in a place where I'm pretty led by my intuition. I, I make, I would say 99% of my decisions based on my intuition, but that has taken years of strengthening. And, you know, I've definitely fallen out of that. And I, you know, have to then do the work to get back into it so I think all of this stuff takes work so you have to be ready to to make that change for sure and it's it's like um it's it's anything like a muscle you know like this the more you work it the more you rest and recover and train it the stronger it's going to get and so the more you lean into your thoughts or observe them and, and feel how your body's feeling the easier it's going to become but the only thing I would add to everything that you said there about you know bringing that awareness piece before you can make space when you're in that awareness part it really is about you've got to be careful you're not stuck in a loop where you're like okay what should I be doing because for example if you're you know an early phase of your business and you've really got to focus a lot on that and you know you see your friends every so often but you would you know in an ideal world like to see them more but right now your time's limited then don't feel guilty about that know that you know right now that's what you need to be doing to reach the goals that you want to reach Um, And if you can't make space for that or or integrate that right now, you know, it's about kind of just owning your balance and knowing that if you want to achieve your goals, you know, you need to do certain things. And I think we always get um, torn between what you should be doing and what you want to be doing kind of like, or what you can be doing. So it's like remove the obligation piece and just like focus on your goals, where you're headed, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that, you know, sometimes comes down to, a bit of comparison as well like you know not not looking over to other people's lanes and what they define if it's success or busy or you know having a passion project as what it actually feels like for you um and I think you know I've definitely been caught in that trap of comparison and it's it's coming back to your own heart and to what feels 
right to you you know how do you define these things what does it what does it look like for you you know I know when I first started the healthy hustlers it was so important to me and my social life wasn't you know I knew that when I was going out and socializing I was almost feeling guilty for doing that because all I wanted to be doing was working on my business but now I'm almost in a in a point where I'm like oh okay so I need to up my social life a little bit (laughs) because I'm like you know that needs to fuel my soul so yeah bringing that awareness to what actually lights you up you know being more mindful in situations as well when you are with your friends and you're out and about like how does it make you feel does it allow you to be the best version of yourself does it make you like the next two or three days just be like on the top of your game and firing or does it make you feel depleted exhausted overwhelmed you know and then I know we'll probably dive into this a bit more, but then almost setting those boundaries around that so you can create that space in your life. Yeah. And I love that you've just brought this up too, because um, balance is not like a static or fixed thing either. And it's something that's going to chop and change. Like I don't have kids yet, but I'm sure you can vouch for the fact that as soon as yeah. you know your baby came into this world, your idea of balance completely shifted. Your priorities yeah. <laughs> were turned on their head, you know, and, and things you may have found Uh, I don't know, great for your routine before or useful are now no longer it. Just a quick word from the sponsor of today's podcast. If you haven't paid any attention to the quality of your gym accessories or feel like the ones you have kill your vibe just a little, then this is for you. ESFit is a brand I've co-founded with my best friend to bring all fitness lovers the confidence to sweat in style. I'm talking considered luxe fitness accessories, ranging from cotton bands that don't roll or dig to full-size sweat towels that cover you from head to toe and actually don't take up all the space in your bag. The list goes on, but you can check it all out for yourself at esfit.com.au or on Instagram at esfit double underscore. And for all my beautiful balances, we're offering $15 off at the checkout when you use the code balance. So I guess like that's a little bit about you and your balance. Now I want to know since you've, you know, you've now become a mother, you've now like understood, I guess, and how to create that space in your life and your own relationship with your balance and your calling. How do you actually avoid burnout and stay on top of your balance? Yeah, I think that's a really great question. And I'm still, um, it's a work in progress, you know, like, like you were just saying, it's one of these things that we always need to be constantly reassessing. It's not like you just find balance or you find, you know, you create space and then it's just always there. It's, it's a constant work in progress. You know, it's constantly reassessing the pillars of your life and what's thriving and what's not. And a really, um, great thing that I've been thinking a lot about lately, which my friend, um, Anne Simpson, she's the gratitude project on Instagram. I, she's actually one of my mentors and I just, oh, I learned so much from her when it comes to self-development and personal growth. And we were having dinner last week and talking about the balls that you have in the air, I guess, and trying to figure out which ones are glass balls and which ones are like plastic balls. So plastic balls can be dropped for a little bit. And, but glass balls, when they get dropped, they will literally shatter on the ground and you can't kind of replace them. Mm. So it's almost, you know, I guess in those early days of being a mum, my daughter was, I guess, a glass ball. You know, she needed me for feeding. She needed me to go to sleep. She literally needed me for every single aspect of her life. Whether my business was the plastic ball, you know, it could afford to be dropped and I could pick it back up when I had the the time and the space. So I found that a really beautiful kind of analogy. And I'm a very visual person as well. So in a visual way, it's been a really good Thing for me to be able to say okay what can I afford to drop right now and what can't afford to smash and you know as much as it's it's hard to accept sometimes but my business has been the one thing that has been able to drop and so whether now I'm in this play and I think it comes down to honoring that you know really honoring your season and really honoring where you are and you know that takes a lot of work it's it took me months and months to truly honor my seasons of motherhood and I think that just comes down to a lot of spiritual growth for me personally I know everyone will be different but for me it was a lot of spiritual growth and really trusting that I am where I'm meant to be and that everything I desire is working out and I'm here for a reason so you know whether now I'm moving into this beautiful new phase where you know my daughter's 
nearly 20 she's 20 months next week and Aww. yeah she's loves being with her nanas and having time away from me and she puts herself to sleep at night and you know there's all these things that she's not as yes she's dependent on me but she's not the newborn that's like stuck to me all the time yes. <laughs> so I'm able to pick up that plastic ball um you know and she almost becomes a bit more of a plastic ball now because yeah. I can have days without her and so yeah I hope that's kind of answered your question in no, a totally. Way. Totally. Um, but I definitely find balance I think as becoming a mum as well I really felt like I was striving for that in the early days. I was really striving for that balance of keeping the business alive, keeping myself alive in terms of who I was as a person. And, and then also being this really nurturing, conscious, present mum that I wanted to be. And I think I had to almost redefine balance as almost contentment and finding moments where I was just so purely content with what I had and truly appreciating and being grateful for that, knowing that other moments of our life are going to be more chaotic or more busy or, you know, so it was almost like appreciating those slower, more content moments where I would get a few hours of work each day, but I'd get a full day with my daughter and then maybe I'd get a dinner date with a girlfriend and, you know, Saturday night on the couch with my husband where our daughter didn't, you know, wake up or something like that. Yeah. You know, that became my balance or that became my contentment of I've got a little bit of everything right now, but yeah. also knowing that it's not always going to be like that and that's okay. Totally. And you've honestly hit it bang on the nail, like, the idea of, of it being your contentment basically to me is just saying you're owning it. You are comfortable with what your balance looks like today. And it's, it's removing this idea that, oh, you see this person on Instagram and they seem to, you know, like have all these meetings and juggle being a mom and always look amazing. And their hair is always great too. Like it doesn't matter about any of that because if you're happy with how your eggs are sitting in all your baskets and, you know, you appreciate that there are the ups and downs because, you know, I think, the concept that if you're balanced, you're linear all the time is just totally unrealistic and you are going to have those down days and you are going to have those good days. And so acknowledging all of that and being comfortable with all of that would just help you own wherever you are right now. Um, but I, I am curious to know, like, how do you have any kind of red flags or things that you notice when you're getting kind of close to burnout? Because I always like to talk about burnout a bit like a slide. So you've got total burnout down the bottom, but I think you do have these mini burnouts on the way down. And if you, you know, disregard them or ignore the signs you know your body will just make them louder and stronger until it can't scream and yell at you anymore and you're just at burnout so what are your kind of red flags and how do you kind of stop yourself going all the way down the slide yeah definitely and look it's it's funny because they're obviously very different for me than they were once upon a time I used to really you know for anyone who is in that grind and that hustle or you know doing a law degree or a university degree while working the three you know um, casual jobs on the side like I was there and Feel ya. I think that removing that pressure from yourself and almost you know it goes back to honoring your season like I now can speak from hindsight and say that those earlier days of burnout like yes ideally I would love to not have gone through that because it was tough but they actually have set me up for success because they've created so much awareness in me at now to, at a place in my life where I am able to, you know, I'm more financially stable. I um, have a business that I know can thrive. I've actually have the tools and the know-how to move through that in more of a graceful and considered way. But I wouldn't know that if I hadn't experienced those early years of burnout. So I think, you know, I talk a lot about my podcast of you are exactly where you're meant to be. And I think, you know, yes, you need to take care of yourself, but also don't feel guilty if it's not the front of your mind. And if you are, you know, doing those late night uni assignments and then getting up to work at a cafe in the morning, know that that is actually teaching you something and you're in that for a reason. And it actually might just propel you later in life. Um, I'm not saying that I want anyone to be sitting there, but I just mean, don't feel guilty if you can't find this the time. If you want to find the time, and you want to have that more balance, you know, there are so many amazing tools, you know, meditation being a great one, um, the use of affirmations, 
uh, I've actually just started working with WellWeb, which is a new um, online platform. It's basically a web of wellness things but it's it's the best way I can describe it is almost like a personal development hub so there's literally something for everyone so you can go in there as a beginner or you know super experienced and there'll be something for you so it's everything from movement spirituality um healthy nutrition healthy recipes wow. it's got everything a one-stop shop so if you are wanting to prioritize I guess self-care and, and make create that space that could be a really great starting point for you to sign up there and really start you know just be open-minded try some different things see what works for you you know at the moment I'm trying sound healing and breath work which I've never even done before so um you know just have fun with it like create cut out an hour of your day each day and you know prioritize that that self-care but um, I guess for me, sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent. That's there, okay. I, tangents are literally but, my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just feel like I don't, I know not everyone is, you know, on the journey where I am. So I just never want anyone to feel, you know, like you need to start where I am. You can really start small and just figure out what works for you and what yeah. makes you feel good. Um, but yeah, for me now, it definitely is understanding my triggers. So yeah. if that's, for me, my triggers towards burnout are very much, you know, frustration towards my husband. I'll get very snappy. Um, if I've had lack of sleep, which usually is resulted in, you know, working too much and then burnout, I, you know, I wake up feeling crappy. I don't feel energized. I don't feel positive. Mm. I like to think I'm quite a positive person and, and my mind is usually set on quite a positive channel. So the moment that I am getting a lot of self-doubt, I'm sitting in a place of comparison, I'm, you know, feeling frustrated or in a victim situation, they're my triggers to know that, okay, you're doing too much. You need yep. to take a step back. And I think this year for me personally, I actually took three months off work at the start of the year unintended. It was just going to be four weeks and it just kept going because I um, just kept getting this call to rest. You know, I just had to rest and restore my body. And I just had to trust that by doing that, it was actually going to propel me in the future. And, yep. you know, I struggled with a lot of creative burnout last year. So I kind of find I don't necessarily, although I did get to a place of burnout last year, more from motherhood and, and you know, trying to juggle so many balls and not understanding that I could drop one of them. I was, I think Instagram as beautiful it is it, as it is and I've made so many wonderful connections but I think for me going into motherhood it was quite a trap because I did see those boss mamas you know who were out having coffee dates but also slaying in their business and had a child and looked beautiful in their active wear and you know my reality was completely different I was depleted I was exhausted all of the time I was so resentful that I didn't have time to work on my business and I was stuck being mum which sounds horrible now but that was that's what my headspace was at that time and so I've really had to do a lot of work in the last 12 months around you know trusting that I am where I am and understanding those triggers in me and yep. you know no one's life is perfect. I launched a whole new series on the podcast, which was motherhood chats. And, you know, I've talked to nurturing mums, but who are also killing it in their business. And we all share the same stories. You know, we're all going through the sleepless nights. We're all going through it. So never feel like you're alone in that. And I think that that was a big piece of the pie for me was realizing that I'm on my own journey and I don't need to compare myself to someone else's reality so and comparison is just a huge trigger for me whenever I'm sitting in that I know that yeah I'm getting close to creative burnout yeah absolutely and I, I totally I couldn't agree more that like every life experience is a lesson even if it feels like you're going through a really crappy time or like you know a lot of unpleasant emotions are coming up like it's teaching you something or kind of you know I love the analogy of when you shoot an, a bow and arrow you've got to pull it back before the arrow can go forward so sometimes when you feel like you're kind of going in a different direction or kind of being pulled negatively like maybe life's just preparing to slingshot you um, and another thing I love that you said was the whole concept of triggers and being aware of them and one thing I spoke about on a, an episode I released last week was about our emotional tolerance windows so 
you, for example, and I resonate with what you just said, like I can tell um, I'm burnt out or not myself when I get frustrated quite quickly at my partner with things around the house. It's like something I have a very low tolerance window for, but I'm fully aware of that. You know, that's one thing I've got a really low tolerance window for, whereas something like anger is something I've got a high threshold for. So I don't often get angry or like lash out. So I think being aware of your low emotional windows as well as your triggers will also help you kind of avoid them in moments where you feel like, or at least even notice them, I suppose, when you're getting close to burnout. Um, so couldn't agree Definitely. more with everything you've said there. I just I love do... that analogy though of your windows. That's cool. That's yeah, really cool. yeah. I no, I'll I'll link you the episode I did. It was something I actually learned with my therapist. Yeah, absolutely. So useful to understand. And even um when you consider like if you're judging somebody else, because let's face it, we all do it subconsciously. If you judge someone, for example, when they get stressed out, but you might have a really high tolerance for stress, you're then projecting your window onto them, but they might have a really small tolerance for stress. So it's a really nice, I think, understanding piece to workshop, I guess, for your own self-development. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And, um, you know, something that I found really interesting from that comparison piece as well, which my coach was talking me through was every time that I'm comparing myself and make, you know, when we compare, we usually do pass judgment in a conscious or unconscious way. You know, we are, we're actually telling the universe that we don't want that in our life or we don't desire that. So I found that a really interesting take as well. And it create it brought more awareness to when I'm comparing myself of how I'm, am I doing that from a place of negativity or am I doing it from a place of, you know, love, like comparing, you can still compare in a positive way of, oh, wow, she's doing like a longing things. I love to be on that level. That's so inspiring for me. But when you, it's coming from a negative place, it's actually doing you more damage and it's getting you further away from where you're probably desiring to be. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great tip actually, because I think we all naturally experience that comparisonitis, especially just being on social media. So that's a good way yeah, to, to reframe. Yeah, you never know, you know, you never know someone's situation. That's what I always oh, wow. remind myself is you actually never know what someone is going through. And we see such small snippets of people's lives. And, you know, even I share a lot, you know, having a podcast, you'd be the same. I, I share a lot about myself, but when you're going through hard things, you can't necessarily teach from that place as well. So mm -hmm. last year when my health was at an all time low from, you know, after breastfeeding and, and months of motherhood and juggling a business, you know, I, as a result, um, suffered from creative burnout, which made me then not want to share exactly where I was because I couldn't articulate it the way that I wanted I was in yeah. it I was trying to understand it so just because you know someone is sharing stuff you know I was sharing from a place that I already knew which was yeah. positive positivity how to get through hard times not from a place of okay my health is an all-time low whether now I'm in a position where my health is so much better I can share about that and that's resonating with people so much yeah but when I was going through all of that, people wouldn't have realized. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't because I didn't, I just wasn't ready to, I didn't know how to share that, you know? So I think to always remember that as well, you just never know what's going on behind closed doors for someone. And the quote, we're all, we're all, everyone's, um, oh, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> But everyone's fighting, everyone's fighting an inner battle that you know nothing about is basically the concept yeah. of it. So yeah. 100%. Like I had a, I had very close friends. They actually broke up the other week and another friend unrelated to them of mine said, oh my God, but like I saw on the, like on the Instagram, they look so happy. They're always going out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, like, I know what's been going on with them, but you know, you never, you just never know. So that's a great thing to remember. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Before I let you go, though, I do want to workshop two ideas that I think will resonate a lot with our audience and maybe just get some tips on how they can make their hustle healthier or, or get into, you know, tap into something they want to where they want to be. So the first one Absolutely. is let's think an entrepreneur, business owner or uh, an office worker nine to five um, who, who puts in a lot. So they're working a lot of hours, maybe like a lawyer or someone who just works crazy, crazy hours. Um, and, and they're in this mindset of if I don't put in this amount of effort, nobody else will. Like, you know, like the business won't survive without me. Um, and, and they kind of feel like their personal life's being sacrificed as well as a result of having to achieve their goals. So maybe actually you'll resonate quite well because that was maybe you when you were in your marketing role. Um, yeah. What's something 
like maybe just one or two things that they could really start looking at or doing straight away to try and make some more time for their personal life? Yeah, I think, um, well, I definitely think self-care, you know, is a, is a really important tool. And I think, you know, if you take the approach that you can't give from an empty cup and the more that you are fulfilling yourself and, and making yourself feel the best, it's not selfish then to give yourself self-care because you're actually able to give so much more yeah. to your personal life, um, your friend, you know, your personal life, your, your family, your career and everything. So, yeah. you know, finding a self-care practice that works for you and it will be different. It will look different for everyone. You know, it might be a bath and, you know, and a podcast in every Friday night and a glass of wine, or it might be getting your nails done and going to the hairdressers, what getting a facial, whatever it looks like. Some people might just like getting up and going for a walk with a friend. It'll look different for everyone. But I think if you can at least start prioritizing self-care and even if you start slow, it might be 15 minutes a day and you can yep. work up to 30 minutes a day. And then I'm very big on making, starting small and making things a habit. So then you don't get overwhelmed by the change. So start small, make it a habit that it becomes second nature, non-negotiable in your life, and then move on to something else. Yeah, for sure. And I just want to add as well, because someone actually messaged me on Instagram and said, like, I actually don't know what I enjoy. And, and to that, you know, they were sort of asking me like, what do I do? And I think that uh, there are so many things out there, you know, like there's everyone goes on about meditation, journaling, um, practicing gratitude, affirmations, all these things, but you're really not going to know until you try them out for yourself. Um, and another thing I just wanted to add and ask you actually is what, what do you think about though, the person who's sitting here, you know, they might be in that role and they think, yep, I know I've got to, you know, do more self-care, but they just feel guilty when they go to do it. And, and I know I totally agree with the whole cup you know you got to fill your cup to give more to others but how do people even if they're consciously aware of that how do they actually get over that guilt because I think it's such a problem like to be honest with you and I can only imagine it gets worse as you you know become a mom or your responsibilities shift but there is that underlying guilt well if I'm doing that I'm actually taking away from hours spent in my work definitely you know I I think that those things just have to be a mindset shift you know it has to it has to come down to what's actually really important to you. And you can, it's funny, like it's, I guess with everything that I talk about on the podcast, I'm like, I can only tell you what works for me. I can only help to try to positively influence you. I can't make you do something. So I think with anyone that's in that position is it really has to come down to if you are willing to make that positive change in your life. And by doing so, you need to change the story that you're telling yourself. Um, And I think, you know, one of the easiest ways, if you were literally that time poor, one of the easiest ways is affirmations. um, Because they're so easy. They don't take time, but they do require commitment. And I actually just did a whole episode this week on affirmations and the power of them. And I think it's re it's just helping to rewrite that negative story that you're telling yourself. So if you are telling yourself that story that, you know, I just don't have the time or I don't have, you know, this. Yeah. You need to, you need to use an affirmation that every time that story pops up in your head, you can override it with this affirmation and you can reground yourself, center yourself, and then go into your self-care practice in a much more positive manner. Yeah. Love that. And it, it is one of those things you've got to go into open-minded because it's not going to work after the first day, second day, third day, it's a time totally. thing. And um, yeah, yeah, you've got it, it. You are going to have to put in the work if you do. You got to change your whole mindset, you know. And that's taken however old you are years to form that way. And so you've got to expect a little bit of time to to rewire those neural mm-hmm. pathways. Um, but yeah, the second yeah. the second scenario, some of our listeners may also resonate with is they're in a nine to five current situation. Again, they're a little bit. Uh, time poor but they do maybe want to pursue something else like maybe a side hustle so this is maybe they're already doing a little bit of the self-care thing but their fulfillment their career is not really fueling them and they just want to search for that thing that really you know helps them link up with their purpose how would you even get them starting to you know find out what that is or, or get I guess, investigating what else they could do. Cause I know a lot of people come to me and they say, I just want to start a side hustle. And I'm like, what for? Like, what do you like? You know? So what tips would you have to sort of steer those people? 
Yeah, well, I guess I, it's funny because I get a lot of these kind of people as well. And I think, you know, I don't want to keep going over what I've said, but a lot of it comes down to that awareness and, and even just putting yourself out there in different situations to find out what it is that lights you up. You know, for me, it was very much getting my job, you know, putting, writing down what all of my jobs were. So in terms of job roles, sorry, I should say. So all the different jobs I've had, I'd write down all the responsibilities. And then I literally went through and highlighted in yellow, what made me feel really good. And I loved, and I thought were my strengths. And then all of the things that I hated doing nests or would leave on my to-do list for as long as possible. (laughs) And then from there, once I brought that awareness to those things, I started to try to surround myself in either jobs or you know things that allowed me to to sit in that place more in that spot of positivity sorry I'm probably that might not make sense but I guess the example would be like so in my my old job I used to do a lot of interviewing um for like live streams live stream was like a big thing down back then and I guess Instagram lives had just really started and so I would interview entrepreneurs about their stories for all of our like online blogs and Instagram and stuff and like it would really light me on fire like I just felt like I was so outside of my comfort zone when I was doing that um but it also like I was just felt alive like I felt so alive and so for me that was a huge awareness piece of that was a piece of the puzzle that was really missing in the job that I was currently doing Mm -hmm. and so you know I guess that's where the idea for the podcast came from because I realized having those conversations was quite nourishing so I think bringing you know you can start slow like that if it's in your job if it's you know even going back to what I said earlier but around how you feel in certain situations like Mm -hmm. how do you feel when you're Um, with your friends how do you feel when you're out exercising how do you feel like a huge awareness for me was an old boss used to send me all of these I was a marketing manager so he used to send me all of these marketing and business podcasts to listen to um, and YouTube things to watch and when I actually thought about it I could never find the time and I'm doing that in quotation marks I could never find the time to watch those yet I always every morning found time to listen to a health podcast And so I created that awareness of, okay, maybe my passion doesn't lie in being in marketing. It actually, you know, sits in the health space. And then I started to take notice of the conversations that I was having with my friends and what made me feel fulfilled and what left me being like, oh my God, I'm like so emotionally exhausted about talking to this. You know, I didn't like talking about people or situations, but I loved giving people advice on health or, um, you know, books to read or recipes to cook like that lit my soul on fire. So I think for, if you are trying to figure out those passions, you know, I didn't know what mine was, but it was came back to that, creating that awareness for the things that made me feel good. And I think a lot of it comes down to what makes you feel good in life, really. Like that's when the more of, the more you are doing what makes you feel good, the more you just become a magnet for what you actually want in your life. Yeah, for sure. And I love that. It's a bit like a personal SWOT analysis when you think about it. So if if this is you and you resonate with this, I think some key takeaways would be to to have a think about the roles you've had and the things you really enjoyed and really disliked about all of those roles. And then I think we could even stretch that to uh, people you spend time with, people that really fill you up and people that don't, they make you feel like pretty crap and, you know, just like in a negative sort of headspace and what things you like or dislike about those people. And then combined, you can sort of start to paint a picture of what okay what would your ideal fulfillment space look like and and kind of workshop from there so I love everything you've shared today and I'm really glad thank you sorry I went on a few tangents no no as I said I love tangents and I'm Uh, happy that the hammering held out for us for the most part yeah no it's done well I would say um I loved what you said though about the SWOT analysis and I guess I talk a lot from my own experiences because that's the only way that I you know can really teach but a really powerful exercise that I actually did during a manifestation course um last year which her name's Holly as a party if anyone wants to look her up but it was like a mindset and manifestation course and she actually got us at the start to write out our dream day so what does your dream day actually look like and really feel it like I I feel like it's really powerful to do a meditation or something before it and really feel like connect the emotions with 
you know, the pen on your paper and feeling that visualize yourself in your magical day. And then what you can do is go through that day and then find out what's not aligning, you know, with your current situation as well. So that's a really powerful one. I guess that more gets into the manifestation side of things, but that's also just a really powerful one to bring awareness to what's serving you and what's not. Because I think, you know, all of this comes down to, yeah, your awareness of what's serving you and what's not serving you, you know, those toxic relationships and not serving you, those empty conversations and not serving you, what yep. is serving you, what's, what's helping you be the best version of yourself. Absolutely. And once you get clear on that, it becomes so much easier to not feel guilty about saying no, or, you know, about making that time for yourself. So I think that's great. Definitely. And, you know, if anyone loves, I guess, that, that vibe, that sort of content, you should definitely go check out the podcast, The Healthy Hustlers. I'll pop a link to the um, the podcast in the show notes below, because I know a lot of your content is centered around self-awareness and you interview so many incredible people. So I would definitely recommend everyone go check it out too. But if anyone wants to connect with you personally, all the podcast other than jumping over uh, with the link what's another way that they may, might be able to keep up with everything you're doing yeah for sure oh, thank you for asking and thank you so much for having me I've loved our chat um, so I hang out on Instagram it's just Madeline Caratha and I as I mentioned during the chat I'm also a contributor for well web which is a new um, dimension of wellness it's a video streaming site so I've got lots Beautiful. of healthy recipes um, and nourishing conversations with mums on there so but the podcast is definitely yeah my number one hangout and, and where <laughs> I put all my love and energy <laughs> beautiful well I'll even I'll have to check out that wellness web and I'll pop a link to that in the show notes below but I just want to thank you so much for your time I love everything you're doing as I mentioned you know I've been following your podcast for a while now so it's really nice to have you on the show as well and um, I can't wait to keep seeing all the incredible things you're doing so thank you oh thank you so much I so appreciate your time and appreciate you having me on the show you're welcome and that's a wrap for this week balances thank you so much for tuning in I hope you found this episode useful to some degree in either steering or determining your definition of balance today as always, the biggest compliment for us is if you share this episode with someone who you feel might need it, or if you're on Spotify, you can click follow or on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating or review. If you have any suggestions for up and coming podcasts, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email. Our Instagram is at the balance theory and our email is the balance theory podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, you've always got the option of subscribing to our mailing list. We only send you email reminders when the episodes drop so you get them fresh out of the oven. No annoying spam, we promise. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and until next time, stay balanced. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.